This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom at Work. Check out their interactive workshops, events, leadership coaching blog, and more at www.kingdomatwork.com or follow them on all major social media platforms. Kingdomatwork.com. Broadcast today from Rancho Mirage, California, the site of the 2018 International Summit. It's a gathering of Christ followers who desire to live out their faith in their work while pursuing excellence. Hey, today in the second half of the show, we're talking with CEO of His Way at Work and his bride, Chris and Kim Patton. Chris and Kim, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank, Thank you. you, Jim. Chris, this is not your first time on the show, but this will be one of many going into the future as you have transitioned to be the CEO of His Way at Work. That's correct. All right. So we always start this, the, the show with these questions. And so it'll be a reminder for listeners that heard the first time we had you on the air. Chris, how did you become a follower of Jesus? Well, it was with my, uh, I grew up in a home that I was in church every week, three days a week. Uh, so you had a it, drug problem when you were growing up. I you had got that, drug to church. I had that drug problem. My grandmother actually prayed with me at 10 years old on her green vinyl couch in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And uh, that was the start. Wow, fantastic. Kim, what about you? How did you become a Christ follower? Mine is a little different. We, I, Once we were married, um, we were at church, and shortly thereafter um, had been at a church for about two years, and it was a huge revival, and the Braves baseball player kept saying, do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt? Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt? And at that point, or that night, I went home to say, no, I don't know. And Chris was so confused. He was like, what do you mean you don't know? And at that point, um, the next day, we went back. And, of course, I went down front. And um, my life's been different ever since. Fantastic. Wow. Now, you guys have been married almost 23 years. How many kids? Three. Three kids. And you got, I know you got at least one in college. All three. All three are in college. All three. Well, that's a great time. Oh, wow. All right. So we know some of the backstory. So we're going to cut, cut to some of the chase. In, in the last couple of years, your guys' lives have been turned upside down. Not to mention those three kids in college. Chris, why don't you tell a little bit of that story? So it was uh, last fall, our twin girls went off to school as freshmen. And we had about a month or so of, of uh, adjusting to the empty nest and figuring out uh, mostly on Kim's side, what is this going to look like with no kids in the house? Mm-hmm. And around the time she came to the point where she said, this is actually going to be fun, it was a month later that Mark <laughs> Crest called and said, would you be willing to turn your world upside down and move to South Carolina? So from that point, we've been in the process of shifting from <clears throat> family business uh, and turning that over to my brother, Brian, and moving to Spartanburg, South Carolina, to take over his way at work. So you moved from a, a multi-generational family car business right. in, in south of Atlanta. and It was like an hour and a half south of Atlanta, right? Exactly. Right. And you moved to Spartanburg, South Carolina, so a whole different world, yet still the south. Still the south. But you went from a business street, because you guys were fairly intentional with living out your faith and your work, right? Right. From, from about great, great 2003 is when I really started. I, I recognized it was God's business, not mine. And that I was a steward, and I need to run it in a way that honored him and, and was in alignment with his purposes, his desires. And how did Dad react to that when you came and started doing that in your dealership? He supported 100% in theory, and had you know he's in a generation that you keep your business separate from your politics, religion, and SEC football, right? You do not mix those. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, the SEC football Especially is the one Georgia. that— Especially in Georgia. Exactly. <laughs> SEC football is the most volatile of all of those conversations. No doubt. So he supported it because as a believer and as someone who knew that if this was God, he didn't want to challenge it, it just wasn't his makeup to be overt right. about your faith in the business. All right. So 
you were approached by Mark Kress from Corporate Chaplains right. to say, hey, I got this buddy over in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina, runs this company called Polydeck, and he says he's got this ministry that he spun off years ago called His Way at Work. Right. Would you come run this? A- and and you said yes? Oh, I said, are you, I didn't say it out loud. I thought, are you crazy? First, I've got a pretty good gig where I am. I'm the oldest of three boys in that third generation business and had been president of that company for 18 years and had it pretty good but at the same time as the kids were going off to college kim and i have been laying the groundwork for our marriage pending the 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 empty nest and trying to figure out what is this we call act two going to look like Mm -hmm. so we had had conversations around what would we do hypothetically if the business disappeared what would we do if something changed and we were we needed a new job or whatever, but we had never really considered how would we get out and didn't really necessarily want out. But when Mark called, basically I said, you know, Mark, this is first and foremost something I'll talk with Kim about and we'll pray about. And I can't even tell you if I'm willing to listen or not. Give me a weekend, we'll pray about it, and then I'll come back to you. But So then we started after that weekend, Kim and I both prayed about it and said, we've got to listen. If this is God, it'll make he'll make it clear. If it's not, we don't. So let me ask this question. So um, had Mark been um, watching you in your business so that he knew the heart of what, what you were dealing so, with? Let's talk about that a yeah, little. Yeah, so Mark, uh, at the time that Mark called me in October, he was out of corporate chaplains, right? He was uh, he was the founder and had been the, the chairman and CEO, but he had retired effectively from that. Mm-hmm. But starting back in 2012, I had written started a blog in 2011 had started doing a good bit of the stuff that that you mentioned earlier, Jim, through our business. And because we were clients of corporate chaplains, our chaplain took some of the things we were doing back to corporate and said, hey, there's a business in Georgia doing some odd things and a little bit more aggressive things. In fact, at one point, I asked Mike to step up his hours, and I had to go through corporate to get permission to pay him separately, or not separately, through corporate chaplains, but pay him for additional work that was not in their norm. So through that, Mark and I became uh, connected, and we started talking, and he became somewhat of a mentor to me at that point. That was 2012. You could want for barely a better mentor than Mark Christ. What a privilege that was. Unreal. Kim, this is, you know, I I love the fact that you're here with us, because you guys have, this has been a tough year for you guys, hasn't it? Very. (laughs) When when, uh, Chris came home and said Mark Christ called, and my life is being turned upside down, and we need to pray about this. What, what, talk to us about from, from, the, from the wife's standpoint, from partner standpoint, 22 years under your belt at that point in time or almost. Talk to us what was going through your mind. Fortunately, at that point, God had already been working on me. And when the process of the children leaving, um, it was hard for me because it was twin daughters. So the nest instantly yes. was empty. And so knowing that, looking ahead and trying to figure out what I was going to do, um, there was series of different Bible studies. I felt like God, looking back now, I could see his hand preparing me alongside with what he was doing with Chris. And in that, I know um, it was just some very drastic measures were about to take place. In my heart of hearts, I knew that we were about to do something big. And um, we had worked a little bit ahead um, together. We were prepping the house, doing some new paint, doing sod in the yard, stuff like that not knowing that we were actually going somewhere, but knew that if we were eventually going to go, that we had to do some groundwork at mm-hmm. the house in order to get it ready. So 
all in all, I mean, we were totally on both ends, both sides. God was working on us ahead of time. Well, he was prepping you. Looking back, is it at all amazing to you to see the pieces as they fit together? Oh, 100%. And I I mean, I know personally, like in our marriage, definitely. And I know today I feel like God, the way he has strengthened us together. And even this morning we had a conversation about, you know, the two become one and just how we are trying to make sure that we are on the same page constantly with each other and in tune with him but um i know that we are doing what we're supposed to be doing but it's definitely been trial after trial but you can see his hand in all of it so what was it you guys that made it clear yep this is a step we're supposed to take chris Patton, as you considered taking this job this job was offered with to you from his way at work and it was leaving everything you've ever known because you grew up in the car business you grew up in the franchise car business it's everything you've known since you were born to walk away from it know that you had to turn your positions over to your 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 position over to your little brother and move you know i I don't know is that a half a dozen hours away is it six hours away it's about it's between three and a half and five depending on atlanta Atlanta. Atlanta. yeah they should just put atlanta in their own in their own place so how did i mean what was going through your mind as as, as the lord's asking you to consider this so Obviously, the time allotted here today does not give us <laughs> opportunity to share everything because, and I, I say that somewhat jokingly, but seriously mm-hmm. as well, Jim. It's it is uh, it was such a process of the two of us together praying, fasting, asking for godly advice. For a period, we did no soliciting of advice, and it was just the two of us. And we said it's going to be us and God. And he and I, my prayer literally was, God, make this stupid clear which translates clear for the stupid, right? And I was referring to me, not her. Well, and it was for two months. That yeah. It was wow. a solid two months that we weren't talking to family, friends, other than his brother and his dad. We had let them know, but we were not saying, you know, we weren't coming to anyone for advice. We were trying to make it just us and God. And through that whole process, it wasn't one thing. It was a series of things. And, and literally, he kept confirming and confirming and confirming. Just when I thought, all right, well, that's enough. He throws another one down and throws another one. And it was just so, and I told, this is my prayer, Jim. I said, God, I need to know that if we are, I, I know that you will bless me if I want this move, even if it's not in your plan, and I go for it and I do it to the best of my ability, I will not be in trouble. You're not going to you know, send me to hell or, or punish me. But I need to know that this is your plan because I want to look back in six months when my when I bust my head into that brick wall and things get really hard, either with Kim and I or with the family or with the bit, the new job, I need to be able to stop right there, turn around and look behind me and say, without a doubt, it's you, God. And that means I can get through this. If I turn around and look and see that, well, maybe it was me, then I'm thinking I may not get through this or this may not work out the way I want it to. And he made it so clear that there's no doubt. Every time we run, and we've run into brick walls. I run into one, I get knocked down, I look up, and I say, all right, well, this one's going to go down here any minute now and can keep going. So how, um, I love the fact that you guys were relying together on mm, asking the too. Lord, praying, fasting, um, seeking His direction. Has that been um, an, an ongoing story in your marriage? Is that something, I mean, in other decisions and things like that, or was it just the I don't magnitude? I know that we've had a decision that was this big <laughs> sure. prior to this. Getting but married. No, well, to get married, but to um, definitely, I mean, we've had seasons of fasting that mm-hmm. we were better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, praying, definitely. 
um, very intentional, but beyond like a, for something of this size, no, this was the largest thing that we've ever taken on together. So have you content? Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to follow up that up with, so for couples that are listening and they're thinking, you know, we've got this big decision. I've never even thought about, you know, praying about it with my spouse, because that is, we hear that a lot. Speak to our listeners. How could you encourage them that the process that God took you through helped your marriage? Well, truly it is together. I mean, in the den, on the floor, you know, together praying, just pouring your heart out, asking for guidance, close the door, make it so super clear that, you know, there's no questions Mm -hmm. as to what we're doing. Um, As far as fasting and so forth, it was a time to rely on one another. Yeah. I mean, to rely on God, but to... Lots more of this story coming from Chris and Kim Patton. Chris is the CEO of His Way at Work. Love for you to check it out online. HWAW.com, HWAW.com. We've talked about it many times. His Way at Work was started by the guy who the business card was written about, Peter Freisla. Really want you to check out that ministry, HWAW.com. All right, before the break, we're talking about this whole, you, you, you guys came together, fasted and prayed, and really sought the Lord for two solid months before you said yes. Right. But by saying yes, Chris Patton, you were entering almost like a, uh, well, you, you, uh, almost like you jumped in, in the middle of a whirlpool. Uh, I mean, your lives were turned upside down. No doubt. What did that look like? How did you guys handle that? Because this transition, the, the, you had homes to sell, homes to buy, all these, I mean, what did this look like? And what kind of tension... Did that cause? So Martha asked earlier, what kind of advice would you give to couples? And I'm going to answer it from that perspective. So what it looked like is disaster, torture, frustration, separation, but was all bearable and was even, there's nothing fun about that part of the transition. But when you knew that you looked across at, at, when I looked across at her, she at me, and we were in it together, then we could handle it. And the reason I say it like that is you can't wait until the storm comes to then say, grab her arm and let's hold on. Mm-hmm. You've got to be building that ahead of time. And for the last several years, we had become much more intentional about building a stronger relationship, knowing that our kids were going to be going to college and gone and we wanted to make sure we had a great relationship as they exited. Mm. And it turns out that all that preparation made the transition into this position doable. Mm. You know, let's talk about that for a minute, Jim, because we've talked several times about how, um, you know, you know the day is going to come. I mean, our goal in life is to raise responsible young adults that go out on their own. And so you know whether it's college or whatever that next step is for our, stu- our kids that it's coming. And so God used that timeline in your life to kind of set you in motion on this journey. And being able to recognize that and acknowledge that, I think that's a great encouragement for our listeners. Kim, you know that Chris and you were going to spend some time apart from each other. You had one house to sell, another house to choose. That wasn't an easy process, though, was it? Definitely not. But it was part of the way that we knew that God was in control because we put a house on the market that the real estate agent had told us, you know, the likelihood of selling it quickly is zero you know it'll be on the market probably six months and 30 days later she was back at our kitchen table with a contract because it had sold so it was just another piece of the testimony of we are on the path we are on our way we had tried for three years prior to that to sell it it listed for three years with zero bites and at 30 days we had a contract first first looker 
Hmm. That's amazing. But yet you just now closed on your own home in Spartanburg. So that transition, well, that transition, that's a long time. Yes. What did you do? How'd you handle this? I mean, were you living, you guys had some time apart, right? Sure. I was on the road a good bit back and forth between Georgia and South Carolina. I would stay at the uh, Holiday Holiday Inn Express. Another free plug right here, and I work for him. And uh, then we sold our house quickly. So there was actually, my dad had a cabin in that LaGrange area that she moved into with the kids leading up to them going off to school. And so we've been out living out of a suitcase since April, maybe. And, uh, you know, four or five months and and then had couldn't find a house. So had to move into an apartment for a period of time. And uh, that's been interesting. That's that is something I would recommend for somebody in their 20s. But for us in our after our 30s, after, after your 30s. Our 30s. <laughs> yeah. yeah, moving is a tough deal. Oh. All right. Let's talk about uh, I appreciate you guys sharing the story because so many people th- this move from a business street to being the leader of a ministry, his way at work. That was a the big mindset change for you? Huge. Why? Huge. Well, I say huge in one respect, but not as bad in the other because, first of all, Peter, as you mentioned, was looking for someone from a business mindset. Mm-hmm. So the it is a nonprofit ministry, no doubt, but it's a it, it's a ministry that desires to be self-sustaining, not donor-based, right. and wants to be operated like a business to the degree we can. And so that's been a benefit. The The transition for me more, Jim, has been moving from a business where I was third-generation leader of an existing, operating, functioning, healthy business to a what, even though the, the organization's been around a while, his way at work is more like a startup right. in what we're trying to do. So, and you're and, the first dedicated leader to it because Peter had split split dedications. Right. So it's been a challenge for me because I've never done a startup. So I'm learning new things and I'm being stretched in ways I didn't anticipate. Did you guys find a church to get involved in together? Absolutely. Get involved in a small group? Absolutely. Right, good, just a couple check of them. Make, a couple of them. Well, good. The double the accountability. Yeah. Let's talk about why you're here in Rancho Mirage. As we talk with Chris and Kim Patton, Chris is the CEO of His Way at Work, HWAW.com. Why are you guys here in Rancho Mirage? Well, when you look at the the conference bringing FCCI and Convene coming in together and you see all of the the leaders, not just the FCCI and Convene leaders, but the business leaders, the business owners, you see all the different people this brings together. To me, for someone new in the this part this side of the world, the ministry world, uh, I want to make as many contacts and friends and relationships as I can, as well as hopefully meeting some business owners that have been situ- either are in situations or have been in situations that I've been in where I can sit and talk one-on-one and say, I know exactly what you're going through, and I know how this organization, how what we have can help you. You know, it's one thing, though, Kim, Chris is here because of his job. But he drug you across that country, mm-hmm. and, and it's a long flight just to go. I mean, from Spartanburg to here, it's like six hours, isn't it? It's like almost across. It's a couple of flights. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of flying. Kim, why are you here? Definitely for support. I mean, I'm, selfishly, I came along because of the weather and so forth. But uh, on the flip side of it, um, to support him and what he's doing. And um, it's been an exciting road that we've been on so far. But to say that um, just to be a backing for him. 
I love that. Well, you know, you were sharing, I mean, you prayed about the decision to move, but it was so much more than that because you were praying for Chris's new position. And um, so how do you um, partner with that? I mean, are you are you just his sounding board when he comes home at night? What kind of involvement have you had in Definitely. his new position? Well, I know um, I joke and I say that I can always say my question when he comes in the door is, were you productive today? And so if he says, no, I didn't get a lot done, I've had people in the office this that and the other or if he says yeah I was really able to hammer out xyz but um my my question is were you productive and I can I can scale where he was on that but um as far as like here and and opportunities I think he and I have I, I used to teach I gave up a teaching career of eight years um a lot of friends so there was a lot of things that I have given up in order to be by his side but in return God has taken me to some pretty sweet places here lately and a chance to um, grow and learn and I know that I am currently in a sweet spot that had a what if I was doing everything else that I had on my plate before I would not be able to participate in and be a part of you hmm. never imagined when you said I do that he would drag you across the country did That's you? That's a lot <laughs> I, mean, I mean it's it's amazing so when you guys look at Ahead of you, you're empty nesters, but you got three kids in college, which that's always a challenge. And you're wondering, do you guys wonder, are the girls, are the kids going to follow us to Spartanburg? <laughs> yeah, Kim's wondering that one. That, that's that's a, um, the salt in the wound right there, so. Well, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. And, and, you know, the girls had just gone off to school and just come back for the first break. So they were assuming that all kids go to college, come back to their hometown, and hang out every time there's a break. and. Right. College students don't do that. They disperse. They go on their own. And they go different places. And so our girls were upset with us at first that we had pulled them out of that. Mm-hmm. Now they're starting to see there is no that. The, the people have gone their own way. They're staying in school or they're going to visit another friend. So that's coming around. They have been to visit once. And uh, we will see again what happens coming up with, with Well, you know the they'll come home for Christmas because they want they want the presents. So. Uh, that's it, to, they must be present to receive, no that's doubt. That's right. All right, so there's tons of people listening to this show today that think that, okay, they're operating in business or in, their, in a workplace of some sort, and they're thinking, okay, what if the call on my life is to go and be involved in ministry? And they haven't gained that perspective that their business could be their ministry, their workplace could be their ministry. Speak to them really quickly, Chris, about what, it, what does that look like to evaluate? Is God calling me from my, my workplace to a ministry place or, or recognizing that it was a ministry either way? I'm going to sound like a hypocrite. Because I just left business to go into ministry. But I didn't do that because that's the move to make. I did that because I think from my position, I will have access to more business owners so that I will have a chance to convince them not to. Hmm. So it's not doesn't, it's not really the self-serving, but I left so they don't have to. I would tell a business owner or business leader, please do not leave the business to go into ministry just do ministry where you are it's god's business he owns it you're a steward of it for a time he wants an eternal return from it not a temporal return figure out what that looks like and impact as many as you can for eternity through the business Hmm. kim is there teaching ahead in your career definitely some substituting Mm, yeah you can't get away from those kids chris and kim Patton, thank you so much for being on i work for him today Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate I, you guys. Love just have a little bit of story. HWAW.com, his way at work. HWAW.com. Please check them out. It was so fun talking with Chris and Kim. You've been listening to I Work for Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.